I've been using an Apple Watch all day, every day, since right before they came out. But I'm keenly aware that many of you may not even have an Apple Watch yet. So for you, this might all be about what the new Apple Watch Series 7 can do for you and your life. And if that's finally enough for you to get one. Where, for those of you like me, it's all about what it can do better, how it can make our lives even better. And with Series 7, that includes a bigger, more informationally dense, more accessible screen and faster charging system in general. For time and schedule keeping, a brighter, easier to glance at, always on mode. For fitness and health tracking, especially the extreme kind, a more crack resistant display and dust and debris resistant casing. For notifications and communications, a built-in keyboard and yeah, gift gifs. For fashion or just plain fun, a minor bifrost of new aluminum colors, still starting at 400 bucks. And it all comes together to create an experience that's light years beyond the original, even if it's still not quite where I want it to be. Let me explain. I'm Renee Ritchie. Thanks to Curiosity Stream with Nebula for sponsoring. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the follow-up because this is my Apple Watch Series 7 review. You know, a millimeter here or there just never sounds like much. That is until you see the difference at Apple Watch Quantum Realm scale, because Apple didn't just increase the watch size from 40 and 44 millimeters to 41 and 45 millimeters, they second snapped the bezels by another 40%, increasing the usable display area by 20% over the last few models and a whopping 50% over the original few model. And as a result, you can fit either more information or bigger information on the display. And in some cases, both. A lot of the interface has been tweaked. So some buttons and tap targets are now 12% bigger, like control center and calculator, or over 27% bigger, like on the stopwatch, making them a lot easier to hit, especially when you're out and moving about or just working out. And you can also see more of your messages and your mail at one time, 50% more, or you can set the text size up to two increments bigger. So you can see those messages just way, way more easily, which is great for people with low vision, with aging eyes, or just in less than ideal conditions. And it's why I'm really, really glad that Apple is stuck with this round wrecked shape. It's not that I don't think a circular watch wouldn't slap or a spherical interface wouldn't be just all shades of awesome. It's that the Apple watch is really as much watch as the iPhone is phone. So it's less about clinging to old world circle or banana shape paradigms and more about evolving to a modern wearable and pocketable computer ideal. And this feels like that, especially because of all the extra functionality those corners really enable. Going without them would be like going without peripheral vision to me, just all tunnel all the time. By way of example, Apple's using the bigger display for a new modular duo watch face, which replaces the three smaller bottom complications on the original modular Uno, with another single width spanning large complication. Sure, there's contour, which I think is really just a wicked optical flex for the ID team's new refractive edges, but also world clock, where you can see 24 time zones, a whole day of time, all at the same time, and still have room for four small complications in those corners, a very literal example of plussing it on the day. And even though those differences may seem small, the increased comfort, the usability that comes from them is just enormous. The only problem is, at least for me, I still don't have my dream face, which would be the photo face, but with just a ton of complications slapped right on top of it. 
like Modular Uno, but with a wallpaper, basically, so I can finally have my Superman watch and just gobs and gobs of glanceable data too. And yeah, watch OS 9, there's a case of scotch waiting for you if you can help me out there. Now, even with the bigger display and brighter always-on mode, which I'll get to in a minute, Apple's using the increased overall efficiency of the Series 7 to maintain the same 18 hours of battery life, what Apple calls all-day battery life. And I know some people would just love to see that be longer, like week longer, but every feature you add, you literally pay for in battery life. It's the currency. And all the extra battery life you add costs you in features. That's the trade-off. So would I give up performance, cellular, Wi-Fi, full-on apps, real interfaces, and other features that I really use and enjoy for two or three days of battery life? Hell no, because yes, this is where I watch the Fitbit die per appa. I can always charge a wrist computer to keep on using it, but I can't graft on smartphone caliber features to a fitness tracker when and if I need them, which is why I'm also 100% fine charging my Apple Watch every night right next to my iPhone especially now that the Series 7 has a new 33% faster charging system. Because that way, if you do long workouts, multiple workouts, lots of cellular, or you want to track your sleep, you can top up 80% in just 45 minutes, a little faster even in my testing. But, you know, brand new battery with fresh install, so that part is to be continued. But just for sleep tracking, you can get eight hours in just eight minutes. And I never sleep that long, so I never really had a chance to test that. But the couple of times I tried, I woke up with a lot of battery left. So your sleep mileage may very well vary. Both the new charging system and the new display drivers are part of the newish S7 system and package. And I say newish because the CPU itself is the same as last year's S6 based on the dual A13 Thunder efficiency cores. And yes, that depresses my inner silicon nerd so much, but I'll cover all of that in depth in my upcoming scalable architecture video. So seriously, make sure you're subscribed. now. For the new charging speeds, you will need the new Apple Watch charging cable included in the box. Older Apple Watch cables will work fine, but at the older speeds. And yes, the new cable will also work on older watches, but also at the older speeds. To get the newer speeds, you need both the newer watch and the newer cable. That's because the magnetic inductive puck on the watch end has stayed pretty much the same, but the back end has swapped out USB-A for USB-C, which Apple says will deliver those faster speeds with basically any standard USB-C adapter. Now, sadly, there aren't any new health sensors on the Apple Watch Series 7. They're the kind of stuff every startup and every team swears are ever so close to shipping, but inevitably turn out to be just not at all so much. And it's beyond frustrating, especially for people who need them the most, but it seems like they're gonna take a while still, like years while still. So for now, Series 7 continues to offer compass, altimeter, heart rate, blood oxygen, and ECG. And I've covered all of those in depth in my previous reviews, so I'll link to them in the description below the like button, or the dislike, unlike button, if all of that just made you all of the super salty. Pilates and Tai Chi can now be tracked in the workout app. That's part of watchOS 8. Same thing with meditation and snow season workouts in Fitness Plus, which is more skiing, less shoveling, and group workouts will be coming over SharePlay later this year. Alongside the existing heart rate alerts, international emergency calling, and the other safety features, fall detection also works for cyclists now, which is terrific, especially because Apple is improving the durability of the Series 7 for people who work out or just plain work under way more extreme conditions. And that includes better structural crack resistance for both 
the ion exchange glass on the aluminum models and the sapphire crystal on the steel and titanium models. That's thanks to 50% thicker glass on top and a flatter base on the bottom, which is science, geometry. Also better dust, dirt, and debris resistance, IP6X to be specific, which is great if you're going off-roading, cross-country, or just got transferred to Arrakis, Dune, desert planet. Also the same 50 meters of swim proofing as the previous models, if Atlantis, Wave, Waterworld is more your scene. The peak brightness on the Apple Watch's RGB stripe OLED display is the same as last year, but the always on mode is 70% brighter. And that's thanks to the increased efficiency of the panel and the new S7 driver. It makes the display just that much more easier to glance at, like all surreptitious like. And it's another of those things that might not sound like a huge difference, but if your work or just your personality depends on you being both up to date and not a complete social jerk, it's invaluable. And if you see that you're running late or you get a message that you absolutely have to respond to immediately on your watch, you have a couple of new options now to do just that. WatchOS 8 includes a new, more capable QuickBoard where you can dictate replies, drop an emoji, even pick out a GIF GIF. And yes, I know the G is silent, but like on iOS and the Mac, the selection continues to be both perplexingly broad and limited at the same time, but it's still pretty much enough for you to get your meme on. Unique to the Series 7 though, is a full functional keyboard. Not full size, of course, but full charactered. Now, yes, there's a discussion that needs to be had around Apple's learned helplessness inducing capricity when it comes to App Store review, specifically around third-party Apple Watch keyboard rejections and appropriations here. So hit me up on Twitter if you wanna be part of that. But unsurprisingly to anybody who's used a third-party keyboard, it works really, really well. You can either tap out the characters you want or use Apple's swipe to type quick path mode. But just know that unless you wanna be limited to the friends version of Jennifer Aniston, rather than the way more based morning show version, you'll need to avoid the rated G swipe system and stick to the good old fashioned ducking tap to type. Duck, I mean duck. Damn it. Still, despite the keyboard and the new on-device photo management and the extended settings options, seven series in and we're still not functionally closer to a truly fully independent Apple Watch, something the iPhone achieved in five versions. The Apple Watch is absolutely more constrained in terms of display size, meaning interface and reporting capabilities and battery size, meaning workload and runtime limitations. And I mean, for years, the watch has been shuttlecraft to Starship iPhone, and that relationship will still be best for many more years to come, but it'll still be even more useful and flexible when shuttlecraft watch gets warp nasals all of its own. The aluminum Apple watch still starts at 400 bucks. Now for the 41 millimeter Wi-Fi only model, that jumps to 430 bucks for the 45 millimeter size. Add hundred bucks to that if you want LTE capability, plus what the carrier charges you month to month, of course. And you can still get the Apple Watch SE or the Apple Watch Series 3 for less if you're willing to accept functionality that's less. And that's all the same pricing as last year, but there are some new color options this year. Space gray has been replaced by Midnight, which is an indigo black. Silver has been replaced by Starlight, which has a slight golden tinge to it. There's a new deep, almost iPhone 11 Pro green. The blue is more Blue Jay blue and the red, a brighter Merlot red, each with a few new matching sport solo loop and braided loop band colors to go with them. Or you can just still use the Apple Watch Studio to make up your own configuration. And yep, sure thing, there are new Nike variants in Midnight and Starlight as well with new matching Nike bands. 
and gold, silver, and graphite stainless steel, brushed in black titanium, and silver and black Hermes options on the way higher end, which I'll cover in a follow-up review because I remain tragically, gloriously me. So should you get an Apple Watch Series 7 or upgrade if you have a previous generation Apple Watch? And that depends entirely on how compelling any of these new features are to you. If you want more information, if you crave it on your display, or you need the accessibility that the bigger display enables, it is absolutely worth checking out, especially if you have the much smaller display on a Series 3 or earlier model. Likewise, if you work or play under more extreme conditions and you've always been worried about the safety of your Apple Watch even more than yourself, the crack or dust resistance would be a real watch saver. Or if you're in the services industry or just schedule obsessed and the brighter, easier to glance at, always on display would be invaluable to you, especially if you have a Series 4 or earlier without always on at all, it is also worth checking out. And if you don't have one already, I personally can't recommend one enough. It's not just potentially life-saving, it's constantly life-changing. And that's not hype, that's just facts. Once you get used to wearing an Apple Watch, you miss it instantly if you're not wearing it, like as if your external cybernetics were suddenly taken offline and you lost your sixth digital sense. But straight up, my advice remains, wait as long as you can to buy, buy when you really need to, get the best you can afford at the time, and then enjoy the hell out of it with zero regrets because there'll always be something new and something next. Just like on Nebula, where I post all my videos with no ads, no sponsors, and often with bonus and extended content, like my interview with Apple Watch executives Kevin Lynch and Deidre Kaldback, where they explain a lot of the history and functionality of the Apple Watch. And it's not just me, it's MKBHD, iPhoneDo, Georgia Dow, Jordan Harrod, Low Spec Gamer, Real Science, Ali Abdal, Epos Vox, and so many more, all ad-free, sponsor-free, on Nebula, and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Renee Ritchie, or click the link below. And right now, because you're watching this review, you can get CuriosityStream for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a new USB-C adapter for a whole entire year. And that includes their amazing documentaries and series like City Beats, where DJ producer Carly Fox goes on a musical journey, immersing herself in the life of five iconic European cities to find her next big inspiration. It is the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and the best damn deal in streaming today. So for over 26% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year, and Nebula bundled in for free, just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie. Clicking on the button really helps out this channel. And so does hitting the playlist above for more on the Apple Watch Series 7 and all of Apple's 2021 products. Hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.